the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Hope that you are well this evening. Kath, good, good to see you. Anything new and exciting? Um, uh, I don't, oh, well, I don't know if it's exciting for you. It was exciting for me. Tell me. I spent the entire morning, and I mean, I started at 8.30 and uh, finished shortly before coming to work. I cleaned out my bathroom cabinet and my hall linen closet. Oh. And by cleaning out, I is... mean, I cleaned it. Mm-hmm. I took everything out. Yeah. I did a Wiped pur- it down. I did a purge. Mm-hmm. I did a purge. Do we need this? Do we need this? Do no, we need this? No, do we need no, 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 no. The answer is no, 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 no. I do have a bottle of shampoo in case you're interested. Do we need Thank this? You. Okay. Did the purge, then cleaned the whole thing. That's really good. Scrubbing with different kinds of cloth, depending on the circumstance. Then inserted new, like, organizer trays Man. in there. Took a while to figure out how to maximize the space appropriately. Sure. Then returned the items I've decided to keep into the space. Mm-hmm. I feel very excellent good about it. Don't you love it? Like now you open up the door and go, whoa. Exactly. Holy smokes. Before I left work, yeah. I stopped in the bathroom just to do that. <laughs> just to look at uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Now, not that long ago, you may have taken a picture of it and put it on Facebook. I might have done that. Right. Yeah. Now you're probably less inclined to do so. Yeah. I don't I don't post things Sharing. as much on social media. I'm not Is that near, bad? No. I just, yeah. You know, we got a cat. My uh, My kid said to me, why haven't you posted the picture of the cat on Facebook? And I'm like, I'm kind of done Oh, mm-hmm. with, um, with, with the aforementioned. Media. I kind of am. Okay. Right? There was a zenith. What, what I like is, I, you know, the Facebook thing, you'll get your Facebook memories. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always happy to go back and look at those. Well, but five years from now, you're not going to have any because know, you're not right, posting right, anymore. Right. Well, when the kids were young, it was a lot of fun. Now, who wants to hear from me? Well, when you get a new... Lexi, don't you feel like when you get a new animal, it's time to post? You think so? Yeah, that's the only time I ever really post is if I have a new yeah, Lexi, animal in the Lexi, house. Yeah, Lexi, how often do you post? Uh, not often enough. Uh-huh, <laughs> I uh-huh. just, there's very few times that I share anything or post anything. I rarely even post people like a happy birthday. I usually text them privately. Right. Okay, now you're 23. Mm-hmm. When did you first join social media? I think when I was like 13. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been on social media for way too long. Oh. And so and so the reason you're not posting now is because you're like John, you're over it? Yeah, I'm kind of over it. And I had that period of my time when it was like so brand new and mm. so exciting to yeah. post. Dopamine, dopamine doesn't hit anymore. It no. just doesn't do it. Because, yep. you know, you get the comments or I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm kind of done. Okay. That's all. Well, I mean, I'm not going to criticize you guys because I didn't post my bathroom cabinet. I mean, that is pretty much a low bar. Seriously, it is. It's sick how 
how like pleasing that is for me to think of. I get it. No, 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 no. I like. I'm getting so much mm. sense of satisfaction out of that project. Yeah. I look forward to the under the sink cleaning. Oh, the under the sink cleaning is good. <laughs> I mean, that's really good. Yeah. Because what's going oh, on back there isn't good in for anybody. No, it's not good. No. no huh. All right. Well, thanks for the update. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, <laughs> you guys. Good. It's very, very good. Yeah, All right, let's move on to, to the big news of the world today. A little bigger than what I've been talking International, about. national, and, of course, local, as we always do. Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Tuesday, February 7th, 2023, mm-hmm. number one. The man accused of killing a McKeesport police officer and wounding another yesterday was said to be experiencing PTSD and told witnesses just moments before the shooting that the police were trying to kill him and asked them to record his interaction with them. I'm reading here from the Trib uh, that the witnesses did and captured the shooting of Officer Sean Slagansky and Chuck Thomas on video, according to a criminal complaint, which was filed late yesterday. Uh, The police have charged a man whose name I'm not going to give out with homicide, aggravated assault, assault of a law enforcement officer and two counts of attempted homicide. Slagansky, 32, who had worked for the McKeesport police for two years full time, was killed. Thomas suffered gunshot wounds to the face, neck and hand. Officer Slagansky, he's a father of young children. Yeah. It's a heartbreak. It really is. It truly is. is. According to law enforcement sources, Morris's mother, oh, see, I've said I wasn't going to say the guy's name, and then I did. Uh, The shooter's mother, Candace Tyler, worked as a McKeesport police officer from 2005 through 2021 when she was fired. Number two, Turkish President Erdogan declared a three-month state of emergency today, John, in southern areas of his country that were hit by two incredibly powerful earthquakes. Uh, The death toll in Turkey and Syria has passed 6,200 with thousands more injured, rescue teams racing to reach people buried under buildings. Uh, A senior WHO official said this afternoon, John, the death toll could rise to more than 20,000 people. Um, So there's a lot to pray for if you're the praying type um, because there are people who are still survivors that are buried Um, there are a lot of people in mourning and a snowstorm over much of turkey is affecting the uh, efforts of uh, authorities to get to people so the cold temperatures are playing a role in this and people's survival yeah number three the Department of Defense, John, has revealed the size of the Chinese spy balloon. Oh, did tell. you see this? Yes. In case you're not following along, the, the U.S. shot the spy balloon down over the weekend. It turns out that the balloon, bigger than the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, about 200 feet tall, um, the balloon was carrying surveillance equipment the size of two to three school buses. Wow. Yeah. Um, and the debris field that was left behind was 4,900 feet by 4,900 feet, which is more than 15 football fields by 15 football Holy fields. Holy smokes. So the payload of the uh, piece of equipment, the size of a jet airliner. Whew. Now, China is still claiming the balloon is a weather device mm. and that we've over, we in America have overreacted to it. Mm, of course. And number four, a survey of the 10 of the largest cities in the country found that office occupancy at its highest level since the start of COVID. According to The Hill today, 
A survey from the security company Castle Systems found that the average occupancy rate of offices in the 10 cities was 50.4% on January 25th. The first time it's been more than 50% since March of 2020. And that is your top four Mm. at four. Survey says. So they took into account San Jose, Austin, San Francisco, D.C., Dallas, L.A., Houston, New York, Chicago, and Philadelphia. So that's a pretty good, not Pittsburgh, but that's a pretty good cross-section, I think, of the country. Yeah. But I wonder what it is here locally. Well, I I can't believe it's that high here. I can't either. I mean, downtown, they're already talking about turning unused office space into apartments downtown. Well, that would be great if sure. you could afford to live down there. Well, hopefully, the, you know, this... I mean, are there enough people who can afford the kind of rents that they're charging downtown? If you could make it across all income spectrums, right? 20% well, yeah. for low... Have No. No. Although when they do build, they do require just a tiny percentage for low income. So maybe like 100 units, maybe five of them are for low income people. But just make it affordable for everyone. Heck, it's better than nothing, which is what you're getting now, isn't it? Yeah, because all that stuff is just sitting right. there empty. What if you had an apartment upstairs? I would die. Right. Thank you for just asking. Just walk on down. You know. I mean, I'm happy to come to work, but I would not be happy to live Could here. Could have like a little bat pole. Just fly down here. Sure. An escalator. Mm-hmm. Something like that. You know how you feel like when you have a cell phone that people from work can reach you anytime? <laughs> can you imagine if you lived upstairs? <laughs> You know, Kenny, our our morning guy, Kenny Woods, he moved uh, years ago from his place uh, to here in Green Tree. Mm-hmm. For a long time, he refused to let anybody know where he lived because he was Can like, you blame the don't guy? call me at 3 a.m. Right. I don't, don't want to hear. Know. Do not call me. We're taking a break. When we come back, the Reverend Terry Tim is with us. This is the topic. Slowing down to speed up. Why practicing Sabbath is still relevant. We'll talk about it next. The Ride Home. 1.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Paid for by Christian Care Ministry. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, That sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE. 
Treat your someone special to an unexpectedly special Valentine's Day with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. From their beautiful crosses, diamond, pearl, and gemstone collections, Mark Halgerman and the custom jewelry experts at Trinity Jewelers will help you find or create the perfect gift to express exactly how you feel. Visit trinityjewelers.com today or find them aboard the Gateway Clipper at the Word FM Valentine Date Night, February 10th. Trinity Jewelers, your trusted custom jeweler for over 50 years. Parents are extremely important part of their child's education. Kara Bell, principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. We try to partner with parents and try to instill values that the parents want as well. We love to have parents come in and volunteer for activities, for recess, for lunch, to help out in the classrooms, field experiences once a month. We try to team so that we can meet the child's needs. Imagine, believe, achieve. Jubilee Christian School, K-8 grade. Now enrolling for the fall at Jubilee Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. This Friday, only days away, as John just said, is our Valentine cruise, Word FM. John John and I are your hosts, and uh, for the, I don't know, 14th year in a row, we are spending Valentine's Day with one another instead of our spouses, which is tragic. <laughs> you just kind of expect it. <laughs> It's tragic. We would love, love for you, you to be there. Um, you can buy tickets at wordfm.com. And the reason you can still buy tickets is because we had the smaller boat at first. Then they moved us to the bigger boat. Mm-hmm. And now we have more space. Right. So I don't know. Last I heard, I think we have 40 tickets left. Is it 40? I don't know. Or something like that. Anyway, we would love for you to be with us on Friday night. It's not going to be that cold. No, it's going to be I nice. thought I was going to have to wear like a balaclava and my, you know, Doc Martin high tops. But I might not have to. Well, yeah, I want to keep them in reserve. Yeah, okay. Because okay. it'll be windy out there, it is too. Gonna, it is going to be windy. Right? Anyway, we'd love to have you join us. So buy your tickets right now, wordfm.com. All, right. All that to say that uh, Terry Tim is with us. Terry's a regular guest on our show. He's the uh, pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Hey, Terry. Happy Valentine's Day to you. It's good to see you, John and Kath. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, I think you're going to need a bigger boat. That's all I've got to say. Is that? Know. Do you think so? Okay. I think that's a good thing. I don't know if there's a third bigger boat no. i think that we might be at the biggest boat at this point okay anyway i'm excited now I, we've never celebrated valentine's day with you tear i don't think the two of us john and i that has not happened <laughs> it doesn't sound like he wants to come on down with john. us get on that boat with us tear i you don't know? understand bring I, the I, missus I, I don't know we my wife and i we we I don't know. We've been married a long time. So Valentine's, every day is Valentine's. Oh, that's so sweet yeah. how he no, said wait. it. That's a good, so do if you don't, you know, we, we don't make a big deal. Although I tend to buy flowers. I like flowers on Valentine's Day. Do yeah, you? sure. I just got flowers for my husband last night. Did you? Yes, I did. For what? You, he was sad I was sick over the weekend because mm-hmm. I lost my whole weekend and I was, we, yeah. Although if you buy the Valentine's Day flowers now, you beat the price increase. Oh. Maybe that's what right. he was doing. Well, you know, he is a smart man. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Of, this is a Trader Joe's plug. Like they have the best flowers. Don't they? 
Oh yeah, my they, gosh. And they're, the price is right. And exactly. Right. And they also have nice house plants. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole plant sec, the whole like botany section when you yeah. first walk in. I'm sorry to hear you say that, Terry, because I always thought it was like my own secret. <laughs> now everybody knows. Here it is. <laughs> we'll get that royalty check from Trader Joe's. You can send it right, right directly to us. Very nice. <laughs> All right. So speaking of Valentine's Day and relationships, um, when my husband and I got married, Terry, he you know, told me that it was important that we uh, observe the Sabbath. Now, I'd been a Christian, you know, most of my life. And so I was like, well, go to like we go to church on Sunday. Like that's what I'm and he's like, no, 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 no. I, I think we should actually like observe the Sabbath. And I I was shocked and a little like maybe a little annoyed because I kind of felt like I knew what the Sabbath was. And of course, I didn't at that time. Um, but that's the first time anyone had ever really challenged me on what I did on the Sabbath and what it looked like all these years later, I can say that in myriad ways that has saved my life. Um, so tell me why you're thinking about Sabbath and if you have a similar story. Sabbath is a command. I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of followers of Jesus think Sabbath is an invitation to a healthier lifestyle, or it's a better way to live. It's a way to be refreshed and renewed, which is all true. But but ultimately, Sabbath is actually one of the Ten Commandments, and I think it's really important uh, to to remember that the commands of God are not just given to box us in, but to actually provide life to us. And God's intention is to, for his people to thrive and flourish. And Sabbath is one of those ways that we can experience the abundance of life that God has in mind for each of us and all of us. But it's it's counterintuitive. I think, Kath, you know, you're, you're so true. I think for a lot of us, we think maybe Sabbath is we're going to go to worship. Uh, we'll worship God on Sunday morning and then we're good to go. And, and we have the rest of the day to do whatever we choose. And Quite frankly, Sabbath is uh, it's a countercultural kind of practice mm-hmm. and ritual. And I'm a I'm a pretty aggressive, achieving kind of guy. And one of the things that the Lord has been teaching me is that I need to slow down. That life, uh, God didn't create us as human doings, but that ultimately we actually are human beings. And Sabbath is an opportunity for me and for all of us to live into our identity, first and foremost, as a being, a man, a woman created in the image and likeness of God and allow all of our life to emerge from that sense of identity rather than something else that the culture might uh, attached to us or we might attach to some other cultural identity piece. Mm -hmm. So, Ter, what does Sabbath look like maybe just for you? I mean, obviously you're a pastor, so it it includes worship, but maybe your your Sabbath is different than Kath and mine because you're working. Kath's a worship leader. She's working on Sunday as well. So do you have a Saturday or is it a Monday Sabbath? And does that include no work? No, like, you know, cutting the grass, no sort of running around doing chores, no iPhone, no television. What are, what are, the, what are the particulars of it all? That's a great question, John. And I, I think 
for many of us, we wish that there was just this list that dropped out of heaven that had exactly what you can do and yep. can't do on the Sabbath. Like that would be so, so much easier, right? If God just gave us clear directives, but it's, it's not like that. I, I think practicing Sabbath and that, that's a theme that our congregation is living around as we begin this new year. What does it look like to practice Sabbath? Because practice doesn't make perfect, but practice makes progress and practice makes better. So what I'm doing, I'm trying to practice some some new rhythms, some new habits, some new rituals that, again, help me slow down to be the person that God wants me to be. You're right. Uh, as a pastor, I work on Sunday. Sure. Uh, part of my day is work. But one of the things that I've been doing this year is trying to see actually my work on Sundays leading of the congregation as part of my Sabbath expression. So typically for me, I, I've been practicing Sabbath on from noon on Sunday to noon on Monday. Yeah, kind of bracketing a 24-hour period when I when I get away from my work as a pastor. And one of the things that God's invited me just to think about is like, see your work as worship and your worship as work. And begin to embed that into your actual practice of Sabbath. Yes, I'm showing up to my congregation in a sense in a work role, but I've, I've been working on a, a, an attitude and a mind shift to say, even though this is work, this really is embedded into my Sabbath practice and offering my work up to the Lord as worship. And it's really interesting in, in the, in the Old Testament, there's a Hebrew words, my favorite Hebrew word, avodah, and it has multiple meanings, which is helping me. It can mean serve, it can mean work, and it can mean worship. And so I'm trying to see my service, my work, and my worship all wrapped up as part of my practice of Sabbath. But I am, uh, I'm, I'm downshifting. I, I'm doing some things differently so that I can spend more time being rather than doing and I don't know what that looks like for you, Kath, but mm. it's a, it's a constant challenge for me as, as somebody who works in the church. Mm -hmm. But part of it is a mental reframing for me before the Lord. Yeah. I, well, I think that probably, I mean, you don't need me to bless your practice. You know what I mean? Like you've, uh, but I do the same thing you do. I, you know, like I'm like a 1 p.m. on Sunday to a 1 p.m. on Monday. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know a little, I know what you're saying about, or I don't know what you're saying, but I can appreciate, I think what you're saying about looking at your, uh, your preaching and your leading of the congregation as Work part of your, as part of your Sabbath. But for me, um, it's still like, I need to delineate. I need to delineate it more for me to keep myself healthy. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that means that I don't know what that means. But uh, so from the time I get home after worship, I like that's to me when I have to kick it in. And maybe a lot of that had to do with the fact that I all the years that my kids were little, um, I we were doing the Sabbath practice and it was very important to them that I did not do any work at all. I did not do anything related to my either of my jobs on that day. Um, and of course, they didn't know what I was doing on Monday morning, but that was that on Sunday was really important to them. Well, one of the things, you know, John, you asked, like, what what can you do versus what can't you do on, right. on the Sabbath? And <laughs> people may laugh, but my wife will 
testify to this. Like one of my core convictions in life is to avoid manual labor. Like I just, <laughs> I just want to do manual labor. Yeah. I work with my head. I work with my heart. I do relational work, creative work. Oh. But so I, honestly, and again, there may be some strict legalists out there that hammer me for this. But one of the things that I do enjoy doing uh, on a fall day is raking leaves on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Like that's work. There's no, there's a physical exertion, but it's, it's not work. That's part of my work yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. It is totally disconnected. And I actually find like the pattern and the rhythm of raking leaves, being outside, engaging my body in a different way, mm-hmm. be incredibly life-giving. So one of the things I'd encourage listeners to, to think about is, do, does this activity that I'm participating in on a, on a Sabbath, does it honor the spirit of the Sabbath or does it violate the spirit of the Sabbath? Again, remember, Jesus said, you know, man wasn't created for the Sabbath. Humanity wasn't created for Sabbath, but Sabbath was created by God as a gift to humanity. So it ought to be life-giving, not restrictive and, and life-diminishing. So for me, one of the things that I've, I've been exploring and helping my congregation, what gives you life? Where do you delight? How do you find joy and revel in the goodness of God on your Sabbath experience? Because that's the invitation. God says, enjoy my goodness, taste and see how good I am. And I want you to really live into that. You grind all week long. We live in a grind culture. And this Sabbath is an opportunity to feast, to delight, to celebrate in the the goodness of God wherever we can find it. I I really think that's God's heart for us. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. We're talking to the Reverend Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Terry. You can watch it happen on Zoom. You can find us on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. Be right back. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. 
My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, in history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Family Fire. We'll see occasional rain and drizzle this evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies tonight with a low of 33. Variable clouds tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 47. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a bit of rain late, a low 37. Increasingly windy Thursday with periods of rain. Temperatures approaching the record last reached in 2001 will reach a high Thursday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Terry Tim is with us. Pastor Tim is the pastor at Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Pastor Tim. Yeah. Never heard him called Pastor Tim. Pastor but Tim. It sound, that sounded awfully formal. Yeah. I liked it. Pastor Tim. Uh, so on a, on a weekly basis, Terry, on our weekend review, uh, John and I talk about stuff we've been watching, the stuff we've been reading, the stuff we've been listening to. And I realized that we've never asked you those things. And so, you know, but, we'll do that on Friday, but we... Want to know what you're doing? But before you joined us, you know, you're on Zoom. If, oh yeah, and we were looking at we're looking at your bookcase. I'm doing this. What's he? What's going on there? Yeah, what's he? Is that what's going on there? Yeah, you can't get a you can't get a real close no. look. Although no. a couple of these things, you probably can see this one right here. The surrender, here. the Bono book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So the- I, I'm actually not reading that, but I'm listening to that on audiobook. So is Kat. I am too. I'm not an audiobook guy. In fact, like I, I, I don't like audiobooks at all. But this book is captivating me. I mean, Bono is an amazing storyteller, and to listen to him tell these stories, along with the kind of the special effects and some of the music that's a part of this, it's more than listening to a book. It really, truly is an experience. And okay, uh, where where are you in the book? I have about four more hours to go. Uh, I just got done with the kind of miracle drug section where uh, Bono was talking about his work 
around the HIV AIDS mm. uh, stuff in, in Africa. Uh, so yeah, we've got about four. It's long. It's, it's very long. Hours. It's very long. <laughs> I listen to it when I have a rowing machine right here to my mm. left. Of my row, I listen to it, and so that gets me through the the, the torture of exercise. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I'm kind of I'm kind of liking it. And uh, I actually have next up in the audio book. I'm going to listen to Michelle Obama's uh, latest book. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see what she has to say and listen to her voice. Read read that okay. book. So interesting. That's next up in the queue. I I read so much technical stuff like um, well, like my my latest thing. I'm exploring something that's called internal family systems. Oh, yeah which is a particular approach to therapeutic work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm reading a, a book called Bound- Boundaries for Your Soul, which is kind of a mashup of some of the work that John Townsend and Henry Claude have done uh, around boundaries and then the work of internal family systems from Richard Schwartz. Uh, so t- uh, so that's, that's more technical, personal. But one of the things that over the last couple of years uh, I've been spending more time is just reading poetry. Really? Uh, yeah, and I found uh, one of my favorite poets is a guy by the name of Padraig Otuma, who's a, a guy from Ireland. Uh, he's probably in his late forties, uh, and he he's he's written some amazing poetry. But he also curates uh, poetry, and he has a book that came out that's entitled Fifty Poems to Open Your World." Fifty poems to open your world, and it's a collection of fifty poems. And he, he, in the book, the, the poems are printed. And then he does a little a two or three page reflection on that poem, helping kind of understand the perspective of the poet and opening up some questions about what the poet, the poet might have been alluding to or, mm-hmm. or, or writing about. And th- this is new space for me, again, because much of my reading is technical, it's theological, it's leadership, it's systems, organization kinds of things. So Slowing down, reading poetry, using a different part of my brain has been uh, a, a really helpful practice uh, to me uh, in this season of life. And it's a great book. You can pick it up. You know, each each chapter is maybe five or six pages. You can read it in 10 minutes, but you'll end up reflecting on those poems much longer than you take reading them. Excellent. Mm. What about um, what about music? You know, we just went through the Grammys and me, I kind of go, uh I probably don't know 90% of the people who won a Grammy this year. Uh, any interest? When you like turn on your Spotify or wherever your music is, is there some place you go to that you know, go, this is my home base? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. I struggle with music. I, I didn't even watch the Grammys. I don't know what happened. Uh, one thing, we unplugged, we unplugged our cable TV a month ago. So we're in a new no, so season. That's what happened don't have access to uh to network television right now which is which is a little different space one of the things i do do though uh almost every night before i go to sleep i watch some music videos on youtube hmm. uh and it could be i'm a big john mayer fan so i like to watch a lot of john mayer uh, particularly uh his acoustic stuff when he's just playing by himself mm-hmm. uh, and actually, I've got tickets. He's coming in, in, in March. So I'm going to see his acoustic show at PPG. Uh, but it, then I kind of just follow the stream uh, of kind of where some of the suggestions kind of go 
watched some Adele. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I came across a, a Keith. I'm not a Keith Urban fan necessarily, but I found a version. Keith Urban did a cover of one of the Adele songs, and I'm like, wow, this guy is really, really talented. Really? Do you remember what? Do you remember what song it was, Tara? That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I like. Uh, it, it's her latest one, and I oh, think it's about, the. This is the one she won the Grammy for, actually. Yes. Yeah. And, and he told a little story. He did a live version of it. He, the person who co-wrote that with Adele is Keith Urban's co-writer. So they, oh, okay. you know, it, it, there's a little connection, relational connection. One of the artists that you may not know of, and your listeners may not know of, that I really appreciate is a is an artist called Sleeping at Last. Hmm. Sleeping at Last. It's it's not a band. It's one guy, Ryan Stevenson. But he goes by sleeping at last. He's he's similar to uh, Five for Fighting. If you know that band, Five for Fighting, it's one guy. Uh, like but, the weekend. But, like the weekend, exactly. You you expect the whole band, and it's one guy. But uh, sleeping at last, he does some really beautiful sonic stuff. Uh, he did a whole collection of songs around the Enneagram, the nine different uh, personality types around the Enneagram. He's done things around seasons. He, he writes projects around themes. He did a thing on the solar system. It's beautiful music, mm. particularly at the end of the day, if you kind of want to wind down and, and just uh, enjoy a, a nice sonic blanket, so to speak, over over your life. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Good. All right. And what about watching? I know you unplugged your cable, but are you streaming anything? <laughs> so I, I am. I found something on Amazon. It's a show called Luna and Sophie. Right. You you don't know what this is? No, huh? It's it's a modern day German version. It's in German, subtitled, of Cagney and Lacey. (laughs) How many of you are old enough to remember Cagney and Lacey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's. I kind of like it because it's it's light. I mean, it's light. They deal with the murder every episode. But it's one of those shows where each episode is self-contained. In 44 minutes, there's a mystery, and they and their team, they work it, they solve it, and by the end of the thing, it's all wrapped up in a nice bow. Nice. And it's, it's kind of fun because, you know, so many so many shows right now on television, you got to track through episode after right, episode. Right, right, right. Year, so year dark. after year. Uh, I did... I did finish uh, in the beginning of the year Breaking Bad. I did do all five seasons okay. of Breaking Bad, uh, and that, that's that's a heavy lift. But Luna and Sophia is pretty light. And last night, it's interesting you mentioned this. I watched the first episode of Shrinking. Oh yeah, I watched it too. I don't know what, what did you think of it, Jeff? Oh, I I you know what? I've seen three episodes actually. At the beginning, I wasn't sure what I thought. By the third episode, I really love it. There's something so unhinged about his uh, his attempt to deal with his grieving that is just really it makes me laugh. And it's just so I don't know. I feel healthy after I watched it. Wait, This is an Apple show, right? This is the Harrison Ford show. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Siegel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Harrison Freaks and Geeks. Right. And what, what I mean, what of yeah, as a pastor and a coach, I mean, I, I identify with that kind of non-directive space. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want to like yell at people. And right. Tell them what the, it's not very pastoral. Right. So <laughs> I don't have time for this. Here's the answer. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, so I, I, I identify with him. So I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where that that the rest of that series goes. Nice. 
Yeah. Shrinking. That's good. Well, terrific to talk to yeah, you Tara, and catch up, Tara. Nice to catch up. Yeah. Good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while, Kathy. The last couple of times, I think uh, well, John and I. I'm trying. I'm trying to take my vacation. You know, just exactly when you're scheduled to be here. Ouch, no, it's not ouch. true. It's an accident, Tara. Thank I love you. you. Thanks, Tara. Great to see you. You take as well. Care. Take care, Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. One hundred one point five W O R D. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. What if I told you you can save a baby's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant girls and women who otherwise might choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do this for five girls and women. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a click or phone call away. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or you can do it safe and secure online by clicking on the preborn banner at wordfm.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hill seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Eighteen percent of U.S. adults use some type of sleep medication. Wow. Eighteen percent. Wow. That's like one in five people are using sleep medication. Age, gender, income, ethnicity Mm. all play a role in how frequently adults use sleep medication. As family income increased, sleep medication use decreased. 
the CDC found. Wait, say that again. As what? As family income increased, sleep medication use decreased. Mm. Women were more likely than men to use a type of sleep medication, and older adults were more likely than younger adults to rely on a form of sleep medication. A little over 10% of women versus 6.6% of men report using a sleep medication within a month period. 6% of adults between the ages of 18 and 44 said they use a type of sleep medication. And uh, more than 10% of adults, 45 to 64, said they used it. Meanwhile, 12% of adults 65 or older say they use a sleep medication. Well, I can understand that. Why? Because you wake up. Yeah. I mean, I, I wake up. I wake up. Three times a night. You wake up three times a night? Mm-hmm. Ever since I had a baby. Oh, you have to make a My trip first to the, baby. To the bathroom. I, yep. I've I, I've never slept through. I've probably slept through the night twice in since I had my first baby. Oh my! How quickly are you able to go back to sleep? It's not bad. I yeah. mean, I'm so used to it. Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you at all. No. Well, this is a newer thing for me that I uh, generally I would sleep through the night. Lately, I'm up. Mm-hmm. Four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Don't look at the clock. Well, you, you know. no, you don't have to. You'd be. be- what, how does that help you to know what time it is? It really doesn't. Well, it does help me in a way because if it's four o'clock, I go, oh, if it's six o'clock, I go, okay, not bad. Like I, I just need a little bit more and I'll okay. be okay. But is the four, what you feel at four o'clock worth it? I mean, if you just set your alarm, say you're going to get up at seven o'clock, yeah. just, you just set your alarm. You don't have to know what time it is. So maybe it's six o'clock and you could ha- get another hour of sleep. But if you know it's six o'clock, you're going to be like, oh, I yeah. might as well get up. You know what I mean? Like there's, you don't need to know. But I could understand. I'm just telling you what my therapist told right. me and what I've. Had but could you understand why people use medication? I mean, I understand that. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have tr- really tried to resist that though because I know myself and I feel like I would get dependent on that. I, that's my next question. My thought is, how dependent? Like once you're into it, how, how do you get out of it? That's exactly the. That's problem, the I would only think. reason why I have not gotten into it. Because uh, who I would love to go, boom, crush me for, you know, give me nine hours. Are you kidding me? Wouldn't I that think be incredible? That would be, if you could take something at nine o'clock and say you could be asleep, I don't know, by 11 or whatever. I don't no, know how, no, I don't know how fast those things quick. work. Oh, is it quick? I, I'm sure within a half an hour or 40 minutes at the most. I mean, then that would be wonderful. But I, there's no, I just, I really don't think that's good for you to get dependent. I mean, you're, I had so many sleep issues when I uh, was being treated for my postpartum uh, anxiety disorder. Uh, I had so many sleep problems that I spent a lot of therapy time Mm. working out. Sleep issues. Sleep issues, a lot of it. And one of the things my therapist told me, I have always appreciated that. She said, your body wants to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you need to make it sleep. I mean, in some instances, yet yeah. in some instances, yes. But on a regular basis, you want to let you want to do things to let your body do what it already wants to sure, do. Sure, sure. So that's kind of the way I've looked at it since then. But I do believe that, th- and I don't know, but I, I would imagine that the generation of sleep aids are much safer than yeah do you think i think i would think they would be but yeah. i don't know about that. i just don't i don't know well, people, I'm, I'd, even if i heard that they were safe i'll tell you i still wouldn't do it this is one of those things tell me you're old without telling me you're old take sama next tonight oh. and sleep 
Safe and right. restful sleep, sleep, That would be right, right after the Dones pills ad. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I would imagine sleep medication in Has the 60s, 70s. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I would but hope. you know those Ambien nightmare stories. Oh, that's scary. Doesn't right? that like the poor Is that Roseanne att- Barr? The, or the poor flight attendants that have to deal with people who mm-hmm, are crazy people. Or take it like get on a transatlantic flight and take an Ambien and then become yeah, insane. Yeah. Well, I remember the first time I was on a transatlantic flight and I was with some people and they were like, are you taking something? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And they go, oh, we're all taking something. And I was like, no, I'm not going to. Where gonna- were you going? You were in the Pacific or going across the Atlantic? We were going to Asia. Okay. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And boom, in short order, they were all out. And I was like, wide awake. Wide awake. I remember being in a yurt. In, <laughs> I, I was in a yurt. And I was like tipping what, over. In Mongolia. Yeah, I was yeah. falling over. I was like delirious because I needed sleep so bad. And they were all mocking me. Next trip, I was with those guys. I was like. Give me what you have. Sign me up. Yeah, and did it work? Oh yeah, like a charm. Because you know you're traveling and you're all you know traveling across time zones. Seriously, you're all upside though, down. I, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so when Knock I me out. okay, so when I went to the Far East, you know, I was you know I'm 18 hours in a plane, and then yeah, you get yeah. out, and then you have I had another nine to what go. Doing where am uh, I? On the second uh, jog, and I still didn't take anything because I the thought of waking up and being groggy, mm-hmm. feeling drugged, I can't stand that. Right. I hate that feeling. So I didn't want to be waking up in Tokyo, like not being able to figure uh, out what gate I'm going to. Right. All to say, I do believe that what's available now, other, I mean, you know, the Ambien, that's a whole other story. But over-the-counter stuff, you know, if you went to your pharmacy – I think you've got a lot to choose from. What's that, you know, what's the brand of like the NyQuil thing? I've seen that. Oh, okay. Z, the Z thing or something. Lex, you ever do this? You ever take anything? Yeah, Z-Quil is what it's called. Z-Quil. Oh, yeah. That's so the... it's like NyQuil, mm-hmm. which has the cold and flu thing, but this is just specifically for sleep. Yeah, they put everything to, because the main thing about NyQuil is that it just has medicine in it along yeah. with everything else that makes you fall asleep. Right. But when it comes to Z-Quil, it, it takes the medicine out, so it's just like the sleepy time stuff. Uh-huh. Have you tried that? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love taking me some Z-Quil. Mm. I have to make sure I don't have to wake up early in the next day because I'll sleep for like, I already normally sleep about nine or ten hours a night. Straight? Yeah. Without yeah. getting up? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's but it hurts my body. But like, if I take Nyquil or Zquil, I need that sleep. So I'll sleep for twelve hours, like straight through, <gasps> if I take it. So I have to make sure I don't have anything in the morning. <laughs> wow. Or I have to go to bed like at eight p.m. just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Just keep this in mind. You are living your best life. You <laughs> are. You really <laughs> Enjoy are. Enjoy the heck out 12 of it. Twelve hours of sleep. Oh my god. That's delicious. All right. When we come back, scientists launching a project to bring the dodo back. Good idea or bad idea? The dodo bird. We'll talk about it next. In 1966, Time Magazine asked, Is God dead? Now best-selling author Eric Metaxas takes that famous question and turns it around when he asks, Is atheism dead? In his bestseller titled, Is Atheism Dead? Metaxas offers a provocative answer as he shows atheism to be not only implausible and intellectually sloppy, but also demonstrably ridiculous. Get your copy of Is Atheism Dead? Available now at Amazon.com and wherever books are sold. 
Word FM listeners. In this year radio commercial, I'm going to show you how the famous quote, two birds, one stone, should actually be four birds, one stone. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, but let's at least give it a try. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and what we're seeing from families across the country is how one stone, the cash-out refinance, is helping families four different ways. The cost of everything is currently crazy, which is spiking credit card debt, where interest rates are often three to five times higher than mortgage interest rates, which is why we're seeing family after family taking advantage of the fact that their home has skyrocketed in value and cashing out that newfound money to pay off the credit card monster, using leftovers on special purchases, setting a bit extra aside for future peace of mind, and the fourth positive is cleaning up debt improves your credit score, giving you better future options. If you're curious what a cash-out refinance would do for you, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. South Point Telecom specializes in electronic chimes for your church or community center. Replace or upgrade your existing bells with affordable, high-fidelity musical carillons. This is Don Hoder with 30 years experience at South Point Telecom with audio, video systems, office phones, and computer cabling. Phone me now for a quick, affordable price, 412-646-6262, or go to southpointtelecom.com. Hey, folks, listen, you have got to check out Up Faith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. Enjoy some of the best movies, inspiring series, quality dramas, comedies, documentaries, and exclusive events, and it's all ad-free. With Up Faith and Family, you can stream uplifting family-friendly shows anytime, anywhere on your favorite device for only $5.99 a month. Visit upfaithandfamily.com slash Salem and start your 14-day free trial today. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. When you say an animal is extinct... I think a lot of people would go back to like when we were kids. Oh, the dodo bird mm-hmm. is extinct, right? Or right? the woolly mammoth, right? Um, the dodo bird, uh, an odd-looking flightless bird that lived on an island off the Indian Ocean until the late 17th century, and then the arrival of sailors brought with them species like rats and practices like hunting. They doomed the dodo, which showed no fear of humans. Mm. Uh, to extinction in just a few short decades. Oh, that's sad. But now a team of scientists want to bring back the dodo in a bold initiative that will incorporate advances in ancient DNA sequencing, gene editing technology, and uh, synthetic biology. They hope the project will open up new techniques for bird conservation. Um, So they found almost an intact uh, dodo bird in Denmark, apparently, and they have completed the entire sequencing of the dodo bird. The, the DNA gene. sequencing. Yep. The next step is to compare the genetic information with the dodo's closest birds, the relatives in the pigeon family, which the dodo bird is from, the living Nicobar pigeon, 
and the extinct Rodriguez solitaire, also a giant flightless pigeon that once lived on an island close to the dodo bird's home. However, the, uh, there's work to be done. They have to uh, adopt existing techniques involving primordial germ cells, and um, they're, still, they're still a ways away from doing this. How do you feel about this? Mm. Well, the first thing, based on your story, is there, it's some special kind of cruelty that there would be an animal that would have no fear of humans, and you would kill it. That, well, first of all, that's just absolutely people, rotten, and I despise people, right? that. But the second thing is, look, I've seen Jurassic Park. I've read the book. I read The Lost World. There's no good ending to this story. Once you start, yeah, Pandora's no out of the ending, box. I'm telling you. You're not, they're not going to stop the doing Dodo's this. The Dodo's going to come back, and he's going to be so hacked off because he was so pliant the first time. He's mm. going to start taking humans out. Maybe so. The giant, the uh, dodo bird will sit on the back of the giant buffalo and they'll take on the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And the woolly mammoth. Oh, right. Bring mm-hmm. it. Yeah, just desserts, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of cool, but it's a little kind of creepy as well. Tim and Kathy Keller in the on-deck circle. Oh, the Kellers. The right Five home. o'clock hour. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Speaking with Salem Radio, former GOP Congressman J.D. Hayward expects a partisan State of the Union speech by President Biden, but He's questioning whether many Americans will agree with it. You're going to see a speech that uh, may sound good to his most uh, devoted partisans, but will be questioned uh, very skeptically by most of the American people. It will be the president's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. The State of the Union at 9 p.m. Eastern. Germany, Denmark, and the Netherlands announcing plans to provide Ukraine with at least 100 Refurbished Leopard 1 battle tanks. That move comes as Kiev anticipates a new Russian offensive around the one-year anniversary of the invasion. The Dow is up 139 points. The S&P up 36. This is SRN News. This message is for anyone looking for $500,000 to $1 million or more of affordable term life insurance. Even if you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or are taking anxiety meds. Here's an example. If you're a 50-year-old male, Maybe overweight with type 2 diabetes. $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about $200 a month. We're term provider, experts in finding affordable term life insurance for those that may not be in perfect health. If you've had prostate cancer, heart conditions, high cholesterol, or are on prescription medications, you may still qualify for a half million to a million dollars or more of affordable term life insurance. Get a quick quote right now by visiting termprovider.com. That's termprovider.com or simply call Term Provider at 800-333-1750. If you're looking for term life insurance but have type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, or have other health issues, call Term Provider at 800-333-1750. That's 800-333-1750. Late summer this year, you can join Alistair Begg on a fascinating Mediterranean cruise. Our journey together will end in Venice, once home to some of the brightest Christian writers and theologians of history. Venice was the backdrop for faith-shaping ideas and serious conversations 
around the scriptures. It's the perfect place for us to celebrate all that God has done and to rejoice in the new friends that we've made during our incredible Mediterranean cruise. Join Alistair Begg for a once-in-a-lifetime Mediterranean cruise. Immerse yourself in the wonder of some of the world's most famous cathedrals, museums, and works of art. We'll be sailing on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, the luxurious Viva. For details, log on to deeperfaithcruise.com. Then call 855-565-5519 to join. 855-565-5519. Inspiration Cruises and Tours is a trusted partner of Salem Media Group. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm Salem Surround is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors, just you. Reach out to us at salemsurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. salemsurround.com We'll see occasional rain and drizzle this evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies tonight with a low of 33. Variable clouds tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 47. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a bit of rain late, the low 37. Increasingly windy Thursday with periods of rain. Temperatures approaching the record last reached in 2001. We'll reach a high Thursday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Maybe the groundhog was wrong. 60-some on Thursday? 63 on Thursday. All I can say to you is bring it. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. Although this happens from time to time. When we have such a mild winter, it feels as though you haven't earned your spring. Well... First of all, I'm not going to look at it as what I've earned or have not earned when it comes to the weather. But I remember when we had a winter like this, Mm. maybe four or five years ago, you and I went to several pirate games at the start of the season. Yeah. And we froze. (laughs) Froze. It's a long, cold spring. And we were thinking that it was our penalty. Right. For enjoying the winter. Right. So we had like a a lame winter, a mild winter. And so therefore, we had a cold, chilly, Mm -hmm. dissatisfying spring. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we could be looking forward no, to something like that, John. You bring that up. All right. <laughs> um, of course, if you've been reading along the news, following the news over the weekend, there was a, a, a devastating, uh, just a crushing earthquake in uh, Turkey and Syria, 7.8 magnitude. Mm. Um, in Turkey alone, 13,000 uh, rescue personnel have been deployed, supplying 41,000 tents, 100,000 beds, 300,000 blankets. About uh, 8,000 people have been rescued so far. I think I, the last I saw the death toll somewhere around 6,500. But, of course, that will continue to go up and up and up. And as often, 
and you know, especially in poorer countries, the building code's pretty much non-existent. So when you do see, and I, you know, it's horrible. They said that the buildings just land like pancakes. I've seen video of it. I mean, it's just, it's shocking. I mean, they're like a house of cards. It falls quickly and just across the area. I mean, entire neighborhoods just flattened in a matter of seconds. And we as believers, of course, we have skin in the game, right? I mean, the the Christian population in Turkey is very, very small. But that's not what we should be about. Right. Not, you know, just only worrying about the Christians, praying only for the Christians. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the weird thing about it is... Uh, the United States and Turkey, even though we are allies, we are uh, disconnected allies. We're always kind of at odds with each other mm-hmm. about NATO, the size of NATO. Yeah, and uh, the the leadership of Turkey has been unreliable. That's putting it mildly, you know, right? Uh, yeah. And, you know, its commitment to democracy. Um, Paper tiger. Yeah, it just seems to have wavered. And so I, I think that the U.S. you know has looked at, long looked at it as a, as an ally yeah. for de- of democracy in the Islamic world, and now I'm not I, I'm not I'm not sure geopolitically how to even talk about that. Right, I'm just not educated enough to be able to make a statement. Well, you do bring this up because, of course, whenever there are events like this, cataclysmic events, natural disasters, primarily where tens of thousands of people have been killed. The United States always, and and our partners, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and of course the local church with its huge muscle and many Christian aid organizations, World Vision, Food for the Poor, all that, they're always first responders. So you kind of wonder, well, what other parts of the world, especially the Middle East, mm-hmm. you're so close there and the alliances are there. Hopefully they step up as well and lend and be a good neighbor, right? Lend a yeah. good hand. and. What about Syria? I mean, what's it going to be like to... Well, the United States, they've offered limited assistance to Syria. Not necessarily... They can't rush in, of course, because of the geopolitical concerns. So very, very treading a line carefully. Mm-hmm. And not to say that there's... Look, it's always, you know, the, the citizens, the poor people, the Who's children, the, the old people. Yeah. And so who's going to care about politics at a time like this? Mm-hmm. Although there are barriers yeah. in place that politics still do matter. What can we do? Yeah. Well, if um, if you find an organization that's going to do relief work in Turkey, um, I would suggest looking into it, you know, doing your charity navigator search online, mm-hmm. which is a website which will rate the efficiency of uh, – a charitable organization. I mean, I've gotten appeals. I've gotten appeals from people. That I have I not to, gotten any appeals. Um, uh, I mean, almost uh, immediately, I get an appeal from World Vision. Okay. That they're on the ground, and, and that's good. Yeah. And happily. Yeah. So just find an organization that you feel like you can trust, and then reach out with what you have. Uh, have you? Uh, I generally, of course, like a lot of people, I try not to be voyeuristic. Whenever there is, you know. No, I just can't. No. But when you, but I, I had to. I had to see this. Because what's interesting to me is the the length of this earthquake. Generally, earthquakes happen 10 seconds, mm-hmm. 15 seconds. The video that I saw, it went on for, it felt like forever. Really? I mean, the ground shaking, shaking. It went on for 30, <gasps> 40, 50 seconds or more. It was enormous, the shaking that went on. Wow. So the destruction is just, I mean, you see... 
The destruction is just incredibly br- brutal. Uh, and those circu- the people who are trained in search and rescue operations, God bless those men and women. Because, you know, risking your lives mm-hmm. going under tons of rubble to b- extract people very, very slowly. And, of course, you know, as we said, you know, the structures are, are not up to Western standards. So it's equally dangerous to, w- to wade into those structures as well, even after the fact. Oh, my gosh. So, of course... Prayers for all those affected, all those families, all the old people, all the little babies, all those people. And imagine what reconstruction at some point of the individual lives and the societal infrastructure, how many, many years that will take and how quickly things change. Right? We're secure mm-hmm. in our lives until we're not. And seconds later, the world falls upon us. After the break, Tim and Kathy Keller will join us in their monthly slot on our show. The question for today is, is American Christianity due for a revival? We'll see what Tim has to say, what Kath has to say. Please stay with us. So glad you're along. It's the ride home. WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show. It's a show the whole family can enjoy. Listen on this station. Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. 
Geneva College understands that you're passionate about your life's work. Through Geneva's graduate degree programs, you'll be equipped to fully pursue your faith life calling, excelling in your field, and moving forward for a purpose. In your studies and in your work, you'll be challenged to seek God's design in all things, integrating faith and life, aspiring, leading, and achieving your goals for all that you're created to be and do. You were made for this. Visit Geneva.edu slash graduate to learn more. Tim and Kathy Keller are back with us. The Kellers, they started way back in New York City where they founded Redeemer Presbyterian Church in 1989. There are three young sons as well, and decidedly, you can imagine what it would be like to start a church in New York, New York. Uh, bestsellers for many, many years as well. Tim's newest book is called Forgive, Why Should I? How Can I? And uh, I believe that we have, um, Tim, are you with us? We have Kath. Hi, you got Kathy, but um, you haven't got Tim yet. We're efforting for mm-hmm. Tim. But Kath, how you doing? Yeah. Oh. Been a wild ride. <laughs> we've, uh, yeah. we've had some uh, adventures since the last time we talked to you. Mm-hmm, okay, can mm-hmm. you tell us about some of them, Kath? Well, mainly they've been medical and they've been adjunct to Tim's health issues. Um, we were supposed to be talking to you in December, if I'm yeah. not remembering that wrong, and instead he was taken to the hospital um, with a bleeding ulcer, and they've been treating that for. About two months and coming off of the meds for the ulcer so he can have a repeat um, endoscopic ultrasound um, has been a bumpy ride. And um, right now he's pretty much just eating clear liquids. um, That's just not fun for day after day. One day maybe, but not for day after day. And he also had hand surgery um, Mm -hmm. on trigger finger, so the stitches on that came out. So these are all just little gadfly things on Um, the periphery. Right. Sorry about this this organ recital. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So clear liquids. You ask how you're doing, and unfortunately there's way too many things to tell. Yeah, that's part of it. We're we're doing... We're doing We're fine, fine, but could would be happy to have people praying for all of these adju- adjacent issues because the big news is the last time we were down at the NIH, um, they looked at Tim and they said, you have responded spectacularly oh to the gosh. immunotherapy. That was the word. Isn't that and every no, Well, wait, there's, there's a part B. Um, the and all, 100% of the initial tumors have gone, wow. but... Cancer is sneaky. We had identified a gene, and we had uh, engineered the white blood cells to go after that uh, genetic flag. And now they're cropping up tumors that don't have that genetic flag, so our white blood cells go right past it, don't notice. We're going to have to do the whole thing over again. So oh we have, we're looking at another month down at the NIH while they do the whole thing all over again with... Um, a different set of cells looking for a different genetic marker. And we're just praying that Tim will be in good enough physical condition that they'll do it. But that's where all of this little niggly stuff is, you know, maybe a little more serious. When would that second trip down to the NIH happen? Well, they're they're not giving us an actual date. It'll be sometime mid-March to Mm -hmm. mid-April. 
which makes it really hard to rent a place to stay when you don't know what your dates are. Um, looking at Airbnbs and that sort of thing, which we've never had to do um, in the past because there was a very generous woman lending her lending her apartment to us, but she's going to actually be in it, so that won't work. But anyway, so it just Tim needs to be to have all these minor things behind him in the rearview mirror so that they don't interfere with going down for the new set of cells. And they said they really expect because he he responded so spectacularly the first time they really expect this to be wonderful uh you know that this will be a really wonderful response as well so if anybody has any room on their prayer list um you know getting tim down to that second set of cells and getting him through it and having them work would be the thing that we're praying for anyway fabulous we'll certainly put that on our prayer list and pray for tim and kathy but tim uh, at this point, and I'm sure Kath as well, you think about this a, a lot. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Um, I'm actually, you know what, be, partly because I'm a little bit of a product, productivity junkie. I've had to, um, I really have had to spiritually surrender. Mm. Um, I always was a bit of a control freak of my uh, my schedule. I was very careful to make sure there weren't, interruptions or, uh, you know, unlooked for events that got in the way of my deadlines and all that. Put it this way. I have given up on that. So on the one hand, yeah, I'm tired of being sick and going to doctors, but it was also a really good, um, I mean, God's, God just led me to take my hands off my life and say, Lord, you know how much time I'm going to have to work and write and do things this, this month. And, and you're not going to give me less time than I need. And therefore, I just need to stop thinking that I'm in, I'm not in charge of my schedule, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like, oh, that week I'm going to get a lot of work done. And suddenly, oh, no, you're going to, you're going for two days for this or that treatment. And so that's the sort of thing that has actually been good for me spiritually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm emotionally uh, kind of tired of it. Sure, of course. Yeah. And so, Kathy, you're the gatekeeper, of course, right? Um, has your as your due diligence had to increase over this continued illness that Tim is uh, suffering through? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he scared us to death in December and gave everybody a case of PTSD. You know, ride to the hospital in an ambulance and all the rest of that. So it's it's been you know I. <laughs> I tell, you know what echolocation is? That's what bats do. Beep, beep, beep to know, you know, to get the radar back so they know where they are. They don't live in a very big apartment. We live in a really kind of small apartment by anybody's normal standards. Um, I'll go through the house calling, Tim, Tim, and he'll say, what do you need? And I'll say, it's just echolocation. I'm just trying to find out where you are and you're still here. You know, just, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you talking. I didn't hear you moving. Just make a noise so I know you're fine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, right? Oh, you guys. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about the two-sided coin, uh, Tim, because, you know, you don't have the kind of writing output that you have had over these decades if you don't have your schedule as regimented as you've had it. But then at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, it can go too far. It's, it, I, with all mm-hmm. of us, I mean, it's hard to find a good balance there. Yes, um, it is. Yes, that may Kevin. change soon. We're going to start mining some of Tim's um, leadership training things for 
you know, courses he's taught and and well, now you're opening that's a that long story. What, yeah, that's a long story, I, what, and I'm what, not going to make it a long story. But I, we've we're, we're, well, we've been working on finding ways to get some of Tim's curriculum and his courses and things like that out there, and they're they're nine tenths written, so it could be a two book a year thing. That's yeah, uh, John Caddy, what, I mean, what she's all. talking about. What Kathy's talking about, my Kathy's talking about, is um, that what we're trying to do is I've been to, trying to do an inventory of all of my material. I've I've done a lot of teaching over the years. It's an awful lot yes, of stuff this is in where my your, files. This is where your productivity has turned right. around and bitten you because yeah, over the years I have an awful lot of unpublished documents. stuff. Un- unpublished stuff. And what I'm doing is I'm inventorying it so that I'm not the only person who knows where everything is. Sure. And who could actually pick a lot of this stuff up and get it out the door if I'm not in the best uh, health or if I'm not here. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, so we're actually, in a way, uh, trying to deal with that, with the fact that, yeah, my most productive my most productive years are behind me. But on the other hand, maybe it would be much better if it was more of a team effort anyway. Mm. Right. OK, now you just released a book here like what, two months ago. But wait, yep, forgive so you're saying, Kath, you're letting this out, this number, 57,000 documents. Those go back, what, to the 60s, Tim? Uh, actually, well, no. Uh, those are electronic 30, documents. 34 they're, they're, years, whenever we those started Those go back into computers. the early 80s. They go back in the early 80s. I actually do have uh, 1,500 sermons I wrote in uh, Hopewell, Virginia, from 75 to 84, that are all in, they're handwritten, but they're here too. So anyway, I don't, I, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I'm just trying to make sure that my heirs and my sons and all that know where everything is sure. and where, Things are in order. where the stuff is. Sure. Yeah. Well, we're, we just want to say out loud that we're happy you're here now. Right, we don't need to just know you for, through your documents. <laughs> We're glad to actually be talking to you. Yeah. Tim Keller's on the air with his wife Kathy Keller. Uh, Tim's newest book is called "Forgive: Why Should I and How Can I." Um, you guys, I think what we'll do is we'll take a break now, and then when we come back, we want to talk to you both, um, particularly you, Tim, based on your Atlantic article about American Christianity um, and if yeah. it's due for a revival, if it's possible, and if so, what would that look like? So stay close, you guys. We'll be right back. Revival. Reverse mortgages. Perceptually, those words were kind of bad words for a while. And still today, in many cases, it's not the perfect fit. But without a doubt, today's reverse mortgage program, now insured by the federal government, is night and day different from that of old. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62 and can't afford to retire, today's reverse mortgage program can be life-changing. This new option does not require you to give up ownership of your home. It will not leave your heirs with debt, and it can provide you with lifetime monthly payments from the value of your home or even a cash-out option. At United Faith Mortgage, our commitment is to clearly lay out all the details for you or your parents' specific case and then only take on cases where it's clearly obvious to everyone involved that this is a no-lose situation. If you're curious what it would look like for you or someone you love, we are United Faith Mortgage. Call for free information on reverse loans. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. 
This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. I think what excites them the most is that their children are happy. Carabelle principal at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. When the children come into school, they love it. And oftentimes, they're super excited when they leave because they don't want to leave. You know, it's always, bye, Mrs. Ball, see you tomorrow. I mean, they're just always happy. And I think that makes parents happy. You want to see your children have a passion for education. We want them to enjoy learning. Imagine, believe, achieve Jubilee Christian School, K-8 through grade. Now enrolling for the fall at jubileecs.org. Discover the magnificence of the Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study, and history. Sign up now, deeperfaithcruise.com. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We'll see occasional rain and drizzle this evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies tonight with a low of 33. Variable clouds tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 47. Considerable cloudiness tomorrow night with a bit of rain late, a low 37. Increasingly windy Thursday with periods of rain. Temperatures approaching the record last reached in 2001. We'll reach a high Thursday of 63. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. I grew up in Swissville, and uh, there's a little tiny, tiny church. I mean, a little tiny church. Maybe you could fit in 100 people. And I drove by there the other day, and I was with my buddy, and I was shocked because this church had a for sale sign in front of it. And I was like, can you believe that? He said, my buddy said, hey, that would make a nice coffee shop. And I, I said, it'd make a even better church. But that's where we are in America today. I mean, things have really receded. Mm -hmm. You know it in your neighborhoods. How many churches, Catholic churches, Baptist churches, Presbyterian churches are now B&Bs or private residences? It's just the era of the pullback of what it is to be a believer. Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. Uh, Tim wrote a piece that appeared in The Atlantic called American Christianity is Due for a Revival. And Tim... I mean, the story in that little church in my hometown illustrates, and I'm sure you see this in New York City as well, the churches have put up for sale sign up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I used an example at the very beginning of the of the uh, article. That's why I think you're, you're, that's what you're referring to. When we first got here, there was a, an Episcopal church, beautiful Episcopal church, sort of downtown uh, West 20th Street, I think. And it had been bought and turned into a, a sex club, basically, a sex and drugs club called the Limelight. 
And I mean, that was the, I hadn't really seen that because we're talking about 1989 and we'd come up from Virginia through Philadelphia. But what we saw was in Virginia, the church was still growing and they were still building churches. When I got to Philadelphia, I could see that things were different in the Northeast. It was already, I felt like that Christianity was already at least not, not seen as very, not seen as positively. And then when we got to Manhattan, Christianity was the bad, they were the bad guys, Christians, Christians were the bad guys. And, and there was very few people going to church and the churches were being turned into sex clubs and condominiums and everything. Uh, and now though, I think more and more, I'm afraid we are seeing that in the rest of the country too. Uh, I think it happened in a place like New York first. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it happened in smaller cities like Pittsburgh. Then it started happening everywhere. So it's not great. Nope. So we have a, a varied audience to our show here, uh, Tim and Kath. We have people who are believers. We also have people who aren't believers who you know are from the Pittsburgh community or tri-state area. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of them who would not call themselves believers would say, well, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's that tragic of a thing that yeah. Christianity has less and less of an influence because you guys haven't done, you know, such a great job uh, running things for, you know, a long time. So if if that person comes to you and says, so why would it be a good idea, Tim Keller, for the church to be reinvigorated in society, what would you say? That's a little hard to be, be but I'm about to say it sounds so counterintuitive to most people today that um, what, what seems more obvious is the, the scandals, you know, in the Catholic yep. Church and the Protestant Church and all the corruption. What people don't recognize is the Christian, the very idea of equal rights for all human beings is a Christian idea, is a biblical idea. It, it grew up in the West. Um, the idea that we should take care of all the poor, not just our own poor, but all poor people, is a Christian idea. It comes from the idea that all human beings are in the image of God. Didn't grow out of Asia. Didn't grow come out of India or Africa or other places. It came out of Christianity. And to a great degree, we are uh, extraordinarily indebted to the church at that high level. Secondly, uh, there are I know Jonathan Haidt, who's a, an atheist. He's a social psychologist, Jewish guy, uh, not a good friend, but but I know him and I love him. He's just a really smart, wonderful guy. And he says, basically, you're never going to have a really cohesive society without strong religious bodies. Because he says, you can't have a society unless you believe that your morality is rooted in something sacred, something bigger than yourself. It's not just something we're making up out of our heads. And he said, actually, secular people don't really have that. Religion has that, and, and therefore it kind of creates an anchor. And then, of course, maybe <clears throat> I, I mentioned this. Here's the last thing. I mentioned this is the easiest one for people to get. Um, but 20 years ago, University of Pennsylvania did a study to figure out, in general, how much money uh, local churches were, were basically pouring into their neighborhoods in the Philadelphia area. And how much it would cost the government, if all the churches disappeared tomorrow, how much it would cost them to replace those services. Mm-hmm. And this was 2001, and they figured just inside the city limits of Philadelphia, it would be $250 million a year. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, wow. you know, now, and yet, here's the thing, Christians do not believe that the church, that Christianity is true because it serves society. 
we believe it can serve society because it's mm -hmm. true. So you put all that together. If I had a little more time, I think I could make that sound a yeah. little more coherent. Can I jump in with one comment here? Yeah. Um, some of the people who are saying, I'm not really so sad to see the back of Christianity. They can, you know, disappear off the face of the earth, and that's fine with me. If they're talking about Christendom, I would agree. Christendom, it was not Christianity. It was sort of the civil religion, you know, where you put the Ten Commandments outside the courthouse, and mm -hmm. and you had all of these societal markers of um you know, Christianity being the the top dog in the uh, social order and everybody else had to sort of keep quiet and celebrate Hanukkah or whatever else they wanted to on the down low. But Christianity, if they have a revival, that's a whole different thing. That's not a return to Christendom right. where, you know, we are we rule as the power from the top down. It's a it's a return to what Jesus talked about is uh -huh. we serve from the bottom up, we be, we take a, the posture of I, we are people who've been saved by the gospel, and now we can be servants of our neighbors rather than you know grab the power and force yeah. them to do what we think is. The right I know our thing. time time's limited, but just to give you a real quick example, Peter Drucker, who's gone now, he was a business guru. When he moved from Europe to to New Jersey in 1932 or something like that, and he was trying to buy a house, they said, "Where do you go to church?" The mm. bank said, where do you go to church? Really? Wow. And he and he said, uh, I don't know that. What, why are you asking that? And he said, well, why would we give a, a mortgage to somebody who doesn't go to church? How would we trust you? <laughs> wow. Okay. See, now you see, that's Christendom. That's what Kathy's talking about. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure that's good. Frankly, it feels to me that's just prejudice. Yeah. At that point to say, oh, you're not going to get a mortgage. What, if you're Jewish mm -hmm. or if you are an atheist? That's not fair. So that isn't something we should care about as much. But on the other hand, I think I don't think people realize what would be lost if the church really dies. Yeah. And, Kath, okay, so here you are, Kath. You grew up in the eastern suburbs here in the city of Pittsburgh. And, of course, you know, I mean, you grew up here. You saw, and I'm sure, Tim, you saw, Kath, your hometown church, your neighborhood church, and the, and the work that they did. It was evident to you as even as a young child Things were being done. People were coming here. You were part of the fabric of the community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when I told my mother, this is Christendom again, that I had become a Christian, I was in my teens, she, she said to me, you've always been a Christian. You were born in America. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, Mom, not exactly how it works. Yeah. And there is a difference, right? I mean, no, it's a good distinction between Christendom and Christianity. Yeah. But here, here's the problem, though, for the person I'm talking about who's listening to the program right now, there is no difference to them. They don't recognize that there's a distinction. Right. Not a believer. Between yes, between Christendom and you know a, a Jesus following Christianity. Right. Well, I tried to say something about that at the end of the of the article, where I said Christianity, the gospel, Christianity is not moralism. And I think most people do think that's what it is, just mm -hmm. what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> moralism is where you are kind of harsh. You come down on people. You tell them you have to live like this, this, this. You have to live like me. And there's a self-righteousness. And you see, that self-righteousness is what people utterly hate. Yeah. And yet the actual gospel is that you are a sinner saved by sheer grace. Mm -hmm. That yes, if you, like experience the, if you experience mm -hmm. the grace of God in your life, you will 
uh, obey God. You will you will follow. You 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 won't kill. You won't steal. You won't lie. In other words, you of course will be a moral person. But but your motivation is not moralism, which is saying, look how great I am. I'm following all the rules. Yeah. Your your uh, what you're doing is once you realize you're saved strictly by God's grace because Jesus died for you, it creates a desire, an eager desire to unselfrighteously want to love God and love your neighbor as a way of just saying, thank you for the grace that you've given me. And I just want to, I want to give back. Mm -hmm. I want to give back to you. I want to give back to my neighborhood. So it's really not the moralism. And you're absolutely right. Most people don't see any difference in Christianity and moralism. Mm -hmm. So then if there is a revival and and Tim in the piece, the the Atlantic piece, you make a strong case that a a revival is coming. Uh, Is a lot of that hinged upon the decline of the established, you know, sort of waspish church that we all grew up in and a new church that hinges on a rise of immigrants who bring their faith yep. to this country. Part of it is that um, what, we're, what we're seeing is, and it's very interesting, <clears throat> Christianity is growing by leaps and bounds in Latin America, Africa, mm-hmm. um, China, uh, and other places in the world. But there are other places in the world where the population is growing, too, um, unlike us. And so what always happens is the places where the population is growing faster tend to go to immigrate to emigrate and immigrate to places where there's uh, where the population is not growing as fast. And so what's going to happen over the next 50 years is so many people are going to be moving to the United States from those parts of the world that are more, um, you know, more Christian. And they're going to be bringing their missionaries with them. My, my guess is <clears throat> Koreans, listen, I do know this, in 1992, Koreans and Chinese people in New York City had already planted 300 new churches. Wow. 300 by the time, by 1992, over a 20-year period. Africans had planted 110. Now, I haven't been keeping up, but my guess is those numbers have at least doubled. Wow. And that's just New York. But that's going to start happening. And, of course, the kids are going to grow up, and we're going to all get married. And so in, increasingly there will be strong-growing multi-ethnic churches in this country, and that's exactly right, John. So, the, I mean, when I hear that, it's thrilling to me. Uh, I think because I've John and I have been so fortunate to be able to travel around the world and meet people who believe in Jesus from different tribes and cultures and it's it's an there's just not absolutely nothing like it it truly is it's truly is a foretaste of the kingdom um i understand though that there there are probably a lot of people listening to the program who look at that with a little bit of trepidation and they think well you know i don't i don't want america to become south korea or i don't and so you know the ideas of immigration on in a geopolitical sense get a little mashed up with thinking that the church is multicultural Well, I'll tell you what. I, well, you're right. First and of can all, I just, you have to can be I say my, Tim, can I interrupt you and say my line? If people do not enjoy multicultural churches, they're not going to enjoy heaven very much. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Every to, kingdom, Kathy, tribe, to, people, nation right. are going to be there. Kathy. And if you're not ready for that, <laughs> you're not going to enjoy heaven very much. So... Down here, I was just going to say, within the church, it's seasoning. It's it's uh, it's not it's not a totally new church because because what ends up happening is that when uh, 
yeah, when Korean Americans come into the church, they bring something from their Korean Christianity. And the result in the end, though, is not Korean Christianity. It's, uh, it's, it's you know, I guess you could say it's more global Christianity. Mm-hmm. And you learn. I mean, when I, uh, when I start, first started having uh, Asian staff members on my, in my, on my church staff at Redeemer, they started telling me things that I could be doing a lot differently because in Korean churches they do it this way. And like one time out of two, I would say, eh, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I don't think that's a good way. But then, but another one time out of two, I would say, that's better. Mm. That, that is a better way of doing it. And I was learning from my multi-ethnic staff. And Redeemer became a much stronger church, but recognizably an American church. Mm-hmm. So you ought to see it more like seasoning. When it comes to the geopolitical stuff, the political stuff, I don't think I better talk about that right here. But I do think in the end that it, it doesn't mean the overthrow of America. Right, like right. Some, there's a, It just does not. People are still coming into American institutions, and I believe that the American institutions will be seasoned by all these immigrants just the way my church was, and it yep. still be recognizable American church. I agree, yeah. And so whether we like it or not, and despite uh, our, our gnashing of teeth and fear of a changing country, this country always changes, that uh, we will still in, in many ways still be Christian Right. I mean, Christian, whether yeah. it's Korean yeah. Christian or whomever, Christ will still be here in the United States of America. Yeah, and that's what yes, you matter. Absolutely. Right. And that and and here's the thing. I think the close and, and the closer we become, the more the more that we progress down the road of sanctification, each one of us. Right. We're going to start to prize the things that God loves and not the things that we hold on to so tightly. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't love America, because I love America, and I hope that the South Korean Christians love their... You know what I mean? I don't think there's anything wrong with patriotism, but there is something about our hearts that become more like him the more we know him. And so if he loves the multi-ethnic church, I really believe that our hearts are going to be drawn into that, too. I totally agree. And it's also true, by the way, that every person, when you become a Christian... You're changed a bit from the non-Christian culture around you, whatever it is. Um, so I do know, for example, America is extraordinarily individualistic. Like I, I can do my own truth, and I, I, uh, you know, I you can define you. myself. Right. Well, American churches are relatively individualistic compared to Korean churches. Yeah. On the other hand, we've been changed by the Bible. The Bible doesn't let us go all the way in that direction. Actually, Korean churches, and I'm saying this because I know them, tend to be authoritarian a little bit more because Korean culture is authoritarian. But, but Christianity, that mo- it modifies that. Christianity keeps the, keeps the authoritarianism of some cultures, and it moderates it inside the church, just like it's mm-hmm. moderated individualism inside mm-hmm. the American church. Got we it. ought to be very happy for the fact that, that God is bringing us together across these racial barriers and and just letting us be. I mean, when I become a Christian, I'm not a Chinese Christian. I'm an American Christian, right. but I'm also different. I've been. I'm. 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 I'm letting the gospel critique my Americanness in some ways, and it makes me, I think, a better American, but certainly a great Christian too. Amen. Well, that's a good word, Tim and Kathy Keller. It. Tim's uh, new book, Forgive. Uh, why should I? How can I? Uh, we're going to let you guys go, but wait before we do though. Uh, Super Bowl's coming up. Uh, Kath, Tim, do you have any interest? <laughs> the Steelers um, aren't playing. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Good yeah, a minute. Tim. This is where first Tim's going to have his best by the moment. Way, I was. 
I was really encouraged by the the latter part of the Steelers season, yeah, not yeah. the first part. Yes, we were so I, too. That's kind of exciting. Yeah, right. And there's some young players there that I really hope will be good. But uh, you might want to keep in mind, I was raised in <clears throat> Eastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. This is what it, you've been it's waiting flatter, for. Flatter, and there are, and there, and the Eagles are there. Yeah, yeah. Eagles are in Eastern Pennsylvania. So sorry, I I, I have a favorite. No, okay, fabulous. so for your Super Bowl party though, you have to have clear liquid only. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remind me. Okay, what? So I need so, to, I need to send like chicken soup. Wings like... and clear liquid wings really are not appetizing. <laughs> oh, that's super sad. Okay, well, whenever you're feeling better, Tim, we'll send you something like really terrible, like wings and kielbasa. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, sauerkraut and kielbasa. Oh, I have made a believer out of Tim. Oh, excellent! That's oh, one I of love his favorite things. All right, hey, we're praying for both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, always a pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Greatly appreciate That's it. That's Tim and Kathy Keller. Tim's latest book is called Forgive. Why should I? How can I? All right. At least one side of the family is saying, go Eagles. The other, of course, Super Yinzer, Steeler Forever. WORD. Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. Book now at wordfm.com. Sponsored in part by Trinity Jewelers and Cornerstone Television. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over limit charges and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. We're entering a time of increasing hostility against people of faith, a time when Christians are going to be tested on a moral and physical and financial basis, unlike any other time in our lifetime. I'm Lance Wall, now Christian author, evangelical leader, here to remind you that you have to take action to protect and steward what God has given you. For example, record high inflation is going to continue to eat away at the dollar, and the savings of your retirement account is in danger. Fortunately, God does provide a way. To protect your retirement, I recommend diversifying your 401k or IRA out of paper and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group. Now, to see how it works, just text the word FAITH to 989898. That'll give you access to a free info kit on gold IRAs. There are no strings attached, so text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 right now, and I pray your family is blessed with peace of mind because you took action. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. 
It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. makes sense. It does what makes sense? Good. Award shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not really. They don't make any sense at all. It's and I, I, you know me, I, I love myself the Oscars because yeah. it's so it's so crazy weird. It doesn't make any sense because how do you how do you place like a merit on artistic representation? Mm-hmm. Right? Like Picasso is number one Rembrandt is number two. Right. Right. I, I mean, yeah. right. And haven't they become so, I feel like the Grammys jumped the shark on Sunday night. Oh, really? I, what, with the Satan thing? Yeah, with the Satan eh, thing. You don't I, think? No, no, don't think just more. Like, no, I, no, I feel like it jumped the shark. I believe if, if people like us didn't talk about it that much, it would just quickly go away. But that's why it's jumped the shark, because nobody wants to talk about it. It would just go away, because nobody cares anymore. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that doesn't upset. That whole thing is just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. All it, you know, for those people. What's interesting is like somebody who was an award show like like Brando thirty forty years ago. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much forgotten in the culture today. So everybody has their moment in the sun, and then we move on. And then this new generation, who you know, whether it's People's Choice Award or Oscars or Grammys, I don't know these people for the most part. They're having their moment in the sun for this generation. And then we move on. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it makes everybody feel good if you're interested. Yeah. The problem is that 99% of the populace appears not interested. Mm. So I think at this point, I think it'd be safe to say that award shows don't make sense. Yeah, the numbers will bear it out, right? All right. Does this make sense? Track suits for non-athletes. Okay. Now, listen, you know, I have like an affinity. I do not own a track suit. Uh-huh. But I see people wearing those and I go... You look pretty good in that. You know, that's okay. Yeah. I kind of like it. Yeah. I like the fashion sense uh-huh. of it all. And I'm not like a hip hopper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Come no. on. Come on. What do you mean track? it doesn't make sense? Talking tracksuit? It looks cool. No, Don't it you like? doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. It's a fashion thing. It's not a fashion bum, bum, thing. Bum. It's a fashion thing if you're a track star. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Yeah. And I saw some. Here, I. I saw somebody the other day yeah. with a velour track That's suit. the worst. This was like... That's the worst incarnation of the track suit. It's the velour track suit. Velour was... It was no. There's no. There's no reason for you that. You would never wear a track suit? Absolutely not. I mean, you know how I feel about running. I, I think you would look good in a track okay, suit. Okay. Well, I, I wouldn't. Right? I promise. Huh. And I hate to say it, this in a public place, but you wouldn't either. <laughs> I might wear I might wear one Friday. Oh gosh! And the cruise, Let on the Valentine cruise, you wearing know a tracksuit. Makes sense. I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck, and a hug around the neck. Hi there, it's me, Marsha from the Springhouse. So I'm wondering, what are you planning for your Valentine, sweetheart, this year besides a hug around the neck? How about a fun candlelight dinner at the Springhouse? We'll be serving a delicious four-course meal featuring 
wedding soup, reunion salad with honey balsamic dressing, grilled marinated flank steak, celebration chicken romano, pearls cheesy potatoes, buttered fresh green beans, Bev's secret recipe brown rolls, pink lemonade and coffee, and your choice of homemade dessert. When we served this at Valentine's Day last year, my son Nathan even said, Mom, when I get married, that is the exact menu I want for my wedding. Oh, my. All that good food plus wonderful serenading by amazing local artist Bob Podish. Hop onto our website at springhousemarket.com to make reservations for you and your sweetie today. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Rima Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through 8th grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rima aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rima is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year. Visit RamaChristianSchool.org. Good Housekeeping just released its list of 65 New Year's resolutions to make you a better and happier you. They're good things, but no surprise. Not one of them includes worship. Why not resolve to get to know the Creator, the one who knows you inside and out? This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. Join us Sundays at 1045. This year, resolve to come back to church. This is a guy, his name's Nick Castro. Nick's Extreme Pest Control. Is his company? Yep, in Santa Rosa, (laughs) California. And he got a call. Uh, he said there were some mealworms and maggots emerging from the wall. Oh, and he in, said in somebody's house. Yeah, and he said, oh, "Well, we've God. gotten calls like this before. There's probably like a, a dead animal stuck in the, you know dead in the wall and you know oh, decomposing." Okay. Anyway, he arrived at this house at 8 a.m. with two colleagues. He then used a drywall knife to create a four by four inch hole in a second floor bedroom. Acorns rushed out of the pocket the pi- the pile stood 20 feet <gasps> high 20 feet high they were deposited by birds birds apparently um uh, birds can pick up acorns yeah mm-hmm. 700 pounds of acorns were in the walls <laughs> 700 pounds mm-hmm. oh my god 
God. spilling out of the wall. There's a photograph of this guy laying on his back surrounded by these things. 20 feet high? How big is the house? Right? Um, can you imagine being in that business? So, now there had to have been a couple squirrels that ran on this too, don't, no? Is no, this all birds? Well, I'm reading, yeah, he's saying it's, does, it's does a it bird. Does it not surprise you that a bird can pick up acorns? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine a big bird could, but how many? He just soon discovered woodpeckers had scored had stored tens of thousands of acorns, which he said weighed roughly 700 pounds in a wall cavity. 20 feet high. Good gravy. You know what they are? They're preppers. Preppers, a little those, bit of those, a pack rat. Those two, those two woodpeckers, right? they're like, look, the end is coming. we got to get ready. He carved three more holes to unleash the acorns, which he said filled eight garbage bags. They carried the bags of the truck. Uh, woodpeckers and acorns were scattered around the Can house. Can you imagine how mad the woodpeckers are? I did all that work. I mean, for goodness sake. It's a little bit overkill. You never know what's in the walls of your house, right? Be careful out there. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.